Hello and welcome to the Stuff I Heard podcast. This is your host, Joshua Peak. Oh yeah. Hey everybody. This is the Stuff I Heard podcast. And again, I am your host, Josh Peak, and I got Greg on the phone. Say hi, Greg. Hey, how's everybody doing? Awesome. This is really cool. This is the first time I've done this, and I'm going to have to take a picture of the soundboard and what I did to get it so that we could hear each other. Um, Greg right now is in Albany, Georgia. Uh, from here to there is how far do you think? So, um, six. It's about six and a half hours. Yeah. Yeah. So through the power of technology, somehow we're able to talk to each other and do a podcast remotely. Pretty cool. Yeah, it's pretty neat. I'm interested to see how well it works. I hope it'll do good, huh? Yeah. It's worth experimenting with because this is kind of what I wanted to do all along was be able to have this kind of conversation where we're not necessarily in the same room, but we can still have a conversation about something. Mm -hmm. So, anywho. I was saying that I'm watching The Handmaid's Tale and you said you haven't seen it yet. And I was telling you that so far... It's garbage through the first four episodes, <laughs> but but it's starting to it's starting to like appeal to me. There's a certain aspect of it that I'm starting to like, and maybe it's because the I don't know there's a weird premise of the show. Um, from best I can tell, the girl in the show, the main character, she apparently committed adultery and had a kid with somebody, and then this weird post-apocalyptic sort of event happened and they decided that everybody who was not in the relationship suddenly became separated and they separated the society to where people who were in relationships, um, I guess people in the future in this, in this version of the future are having trouble having kids. And so she's put into this program where she is a handmaid. And, you know, you've seen in the commercials where they wear the red outfits and the stupid white caps. Well, her whole job is to get pregnant and have a kid. So she gets assigned to like a family. And there's this husband and wife. And there's this weird religious thing that's tied into it where he prays about Jacob and Rachel. and, And then she lays in the woman's lap. And he's supposed to look away while he's having sex with her so that she supposedly gets pregnant with his kid. And it's really, really creepy. I mean, <laughs> really creepy. But I will say that I, that I'm on episode six, and now she's starting to learn like where her advantage is and things that she can do to manipulate people to get what she wants. But a huge part of this is the fact that she has to just accept the fact that some parts of her life are not her choice which is very odd for a lot of people. I mean, for the average person living their daily life, it's very hard for them to accept the fact that they're going to go, yeah, yeah, I'm just going to let this guy have sex with me whenever it's supposed to happen. And this woman can... Is the the point of that, that there's some problem with society as far as they can't make enough children or enough population or are there enough men or why are they doing it? Well, have you ever seen the movie Idiocracy? With, I don't uh, think so. With Owen Wilson. Um, not Owen Wilson. What's his brother, the older brother? Um, mm. Not the one with the broken nose, the other guy, the dark-haired guy. Anyway, um, his brother um, is in the future, 
And Terry Crews plays like a former uh, wrestling champion who is now the president because in the future, obviously, everybody votes on who the most popular person is. And he just won WrestleMania 3000 and whatever. So they're like, of course he should be president. Let's let's, let's not make him the president. So Terry Crews has got his shirt off and he's wearing like a glitter rhinestone vest and, you know, he's shooting guns and, you know. He's the president, obviously, duh. But in this future, they talk about the fact that smart people waited later in life to have children, and sometimes they didn't have children until they were, it was they were too old to have kids and they couldn't have kids. But all the dumb people were having kids like crazy, man. They just couldn't help themselves. So oh, yeah. the vote is always on the popular vote. So the dumb people always voted in the dumber person. Uh-huh. This, this movie was made like 15 years ago, and ironically, it kind of mirrors what we're living in today. Yeah, the Cretans cloning and feeding. Right, yeah. Yeah, only stupid people are breeding. There you go. (laughs) So, you know, this is sort of the reality of this show is these people, for whatever reason, maybe they're sterile, maybe they've gotten to the age where they've waited too late and they can't have kids, but they have these handmaids and they're supposed to have children with these handmaids. And these handmaids are basically just a tool. Like, they're supposed to be treated just like a thing. Just, okay, it's time to, it's that time of the month, you know, bring her in. Here we go. We're going to, we're going to make a baby now. And Mm -hmm. she's supposed to come in and just lay down in this woman's lap with her head in this woman's lap. And they pray over this prayer with Jacob and Rachel. And then he goes to town on her. Um, But he's not allowed to look at her and he's not allowed to touch her. Like, he's supposed to hold his wife's arm and all this crazy stuff. It just feels like it's, uh, I don't know, it's it's just creepy. It's just creepy. But she realizes her own ability and her own manipulation tactics to get what she wants. And she's like, okay, if I just do what this guy wants, then I can get what I want out of this. And I can, I got to learn to say the right things in front of these people and learn to say the right things in front of these other people. And it's very dystopian and very, you know, 1984-ish, uh, mixed with nine and a half weeks, um, if you can picture that book. Uh, but, I don't know. That's a strange combination. Yeah, and that's kind of the show. I mean, there's a lot of characters in it that, that are, you know, well-known characters that when you see them on screen, you're like, oh, I know that person. I've seen them and stuff. And, you know, they've played in all kinds of things. So, I mean, it's, a, it's definitely a well-thought-out show. Um, I don't know why they had to make the first four episodes suck so bad, though. Because, I mean, to me, it's like watching The Office. Everybody talks about how great The Office is. And I've watched several episodes of The Office, and I just think it's garbage. And every time I say that, everybody's like, oh, my God, it's nine seasons. It's awesome. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, whatever. Well, I think uh, The Office and even more so Parks and Recreation, Parks and Recreation, it's great, but the first season can be pretty tough. Um, I liked Parks so, and Rec. I, I watched every episode and enjoyed it. I don't know why people had a problem with that one. Well, I don't have a problem with the series. I think it's great. I just think it started out incredibly slow. Yeah. It's kind of tough to get into until you got to that sweet spot where it got really good, or at least maybe where you understand everything and everyone's interactions with each other. I'm not sure. But um, but I have heard a lot about Headband's Tale. You know, my wife had talked about being really interested in watching it, and we seem to have every streaming service in the world except Hulu. we don't have that and that's the only place it's available yeah um, but 
Well, this hasn't really been something that's been big time on my radar. Um, and I think just because I think we all have kind of certain things that we seem to enjoy, and that just didn't seem to me to be one of those things that I would just think right off that would interest me much. Um, you know, the boys, on the other hand, that was good. <laughs> right? What did you think but about the dolphin scene? Something right up my alley. What's that? What did you think about the dolphin scene? Oh, man, I thought the dolphin scene is the funniest thing I've seen on TV in a pretty long time. I don't really want to spoil it, but it was, uh, <laughs> it made me laugh out loud. <laughs> as soon as I, like, I was talking about how much I enjoyed the show and how dark it was and how, you know, it is sort of the the superhero in a normal life kind of situation of they're not always going to be altruistic and good. They're going to sometimes mm-hmm. do things that are really questionable and bad. And here's a guy who is very flawed, uh, a character called The Deep, and, uh, you know, he's <laughs> he's in a lot of ways the bad guy, but he also does some things that's pretty cool. And here he is trying to do something nice, and it, it turns really bad really fast. Oh, yeah, that was great. You know, when I was uh, reading some information about uh, some stuff online about, I guess that was a comic before they made it into a show. Yeah. And about how, you know, the scene with the deep and with starlight. Yeah. Uh, that's the kind of that you know, scene that's kind of the one that's pretty bad actually in the comics was a lot worse. And actually it was three of the men uh, that accosted her right off the bat. And Homelander was one of them in A-Train and they all kind of did that to her at the same time. And they so changed that for the show. A-Train got to run uh, a train on Starlight? Yeah, he sure did. Yeah. <laughs> a and B train and C train. It looked like. Uh, course, if, <laughs> but, if, if you're the victim yeah. of A-Train, is there a benefit in the fact that he's super fast and it'd be over quickly? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know, but but I really uh, that was a really good show. I really enjoyed it, and it's one of the better ones I think I've seen in quite a while. It's good stuff. Well, and I didn't know until after I'd watched it that Seth Rogen was like the main guy that made it all happen. He was the the director and writer and and producer of it. Um, he had the idea from the comics. I don't of think going, knew that either. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, of course he's involved. I mean, when you see the end result, you go, oh, yeah, well, sure, why not? I mean, just because yeah, he made a, right. a mockery of Green Hornet doesn't mean he couldn't do a decent job of this. <laughs> but even yeah, he admits, well, it's, it's like, yeah, in interviews that he's done, he, he's even admitted the fact that Green Hornet started off as an idea of something that he wrote, and then he took it to the studios, and they were like, well, here's some more money and some input. And he's like, you know, when a studio goes from, you know, starting off with $10 million and they hand you $100 million and they go, yeah, yeah, we'll give you this money, but here's what we want to happen. You go, okay. <laughs> oh, right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> he said, you, you quickly, like, you know, make uh, adjustments due to the money. You're just like, yeah, 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 okay, we'll do that too. Yeah, whatever you say. Yeah, you want to give me $100 million? Sure, I'll do whatever you want. No yeah, problem. <laughs> absolutely. Oh, by the way, I should get paid more for this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, um, hmm, well, I guess not to turn in a different direction, but we did have poker night at my house last night, which was kind of amusing as usual. Okay. Um, I'll tell you, it seems to me like it's become, for at least for the group of guys that we play with, one of our favorite nights of the month for sure. We try to get it in every month if we can. Sometimes we can't. But uh, we have a group of six that gets together, and we play – 
uh, No Limit Texas Hold'em. Now, we don't play for big money. We'll do, uh, like, we don't play actual cash bets. We do, like, a buy-in that's, you get, um, you know, a big number of chips just for one buy-in. And then whoever wins gets that money, but it's not, it's nothing expensive. And it's a, it's, it's a pretty cheap way to spend five, six hours with some guys that you like and having a drink and heck we talk as much as we play and just joke around and stuff. So it's, uh, when I first started doing it, I was interested in doing it. I didn't really know how it was going to go. And I think it's one of those things where you got to get the right people. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, because people just have to get along, uh, but if you can get a group together of your friends and do it, because none of us are really good poker players by any means, right? Like, we aren't professionals. If someone really good came in, they would just whip us to death. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it's not really about that. But it's just one of those things that I could really recommend people out there to maybe do if you're looking for something to do with a group of your friends just for a night of fun. And we, we cook food, too. Like, we all grill stuff. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, people bring food. One of the guys in the group's wife is, uh, she does wedding cakes and she's a baker for a living. And he does a lot of that stuff too. So he always brings cakes and cupcakes. And then one of the guys is a butcher at the meat shop where I get all my meat to grill and everything. And so he'll bring meat or he'll bring chicken wings that they do at the store or whatever. And so we always eat good and uh, just have a pretty nice time. And it's really one of those things that, and none of us really love poker. It's not even really about that, but it's a pretty fun way to get together. Yeah. 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 I, um, <clears throat> I've never been a good poker player. Um, I don't know. I have this weird thing in my brain where I could care less about, uh, betting. Um, maybe it comes oh, yeah. from growing up so ridiculously poor or watching, uh, family members like my grandfather, uh, spend several hundred dollars on scratch off tickets or lottery tickets and then win nothing. And I thought, boy, oh, yeah. what a huge sure. waste of money, you know? Yep. Um, I don't know. I've, I've yeah. always shied away from stuff like that. And I work with a bunch of people that at one time they used to do the, the football pools and they would do the NASCAR pickums and, you know, you draw out a bag and you pick a guy and throw in some money. And if you win, then great. And if you don't, whatever, and they were always, you know, contacting me and like, hey, you want to participate? I'm like, mm, no, not because I'm not a participator. It's just like it's, it's nothing I can get behind. Like it's I'm so I'm, I guess I'm one of those guys that wants to sort of hedge my bets and think, you know, do I have a chance? Yeah, probably not. But now if I go to Vegas, like, again, I'm not the kind of person that's going to sit down at a table and bet anything. But I am the idiot that will go, well, I'm sitting here and I'm watching this parade and. You know, we're on Fremont Street. Let's throw five bucks on the machine and see what happens. Ah, look, nothing happened. Okay, we're good. Where's my dollar margarita? <laughs> well, you know, uh, like none of us that we play with either have any interest in, I mean, I know people that play cash games where like, you know, you're bringing however many hundreds of dollars to the table and when you're betting, you're betting like dollar for dollar real money. Yeah. None of us have any interest in that. Like our buy-in is like 20 bucks. Yeah. And so that's the most money that you can lose. And a lot of times we don't even have one winner. Like the last two people, if it gets late, they'll just split the pot. So most of the time two people win. And that means that those two people win like 40 bucks and that the other people lose at maximum 20 bucks. So it's kind of like if you were to say, 
I'm going to pay $20 to go and have a really nice meal and hang out with my friends and do something fun for six hours. Eh, do a, I do a lot of other things for 20 bucks that aren't that fun. Right. <laughs> so it's not really one of those things where I consider it to be this gambling thing or where we're losing, you know, large amounts of money. Yeah. It's just more about being able to get together and have a good time, you know? Yeah. Well, you know, when you mentioned the $20 thing, that's more of like within my range of, okay, I'm willing to forfeit this much to have some fun. Um, you know, and we do play, my wife and I have gotten into some friends playing that left, right, center game, which oh, is, yeah. you know, $10 in quarters a piece. Um, but, you know, we split it up to where it's like $2 a game and then you can kind of keep playing and kind of, you know, divide it up so it takes more time. And it is enjoyable to kind of do and be silly with. Um, but it's all on chance. That's fun, uh, you know. Well, that, that left, right, center is fun to play with dollar lottery tickets. Um, one time at my dad's house for Christmas, we played that with dollar lottery tickets. And I mean, there were like 20 of us or something. And so my niece won like $60 lottery tickets. Oh, wow. And just laughing at her because it took her like an hour and a half to scratch them all off. And at the end of it, I think she won like $7. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it was just a fun way to play it. <laughs> but That yeah. does make it interesting. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, because, I mean, then there's the off chance of her winning big, you know. Yeah, maybe. I mean, you know, if you won 50 bucks or something. It was just, we play with dollars sometimes, but it's sometimes fun just to do something different. But I agree, left, right, center is a fun game. And I love that you can play it with as many people as you want. I mean, you can play it with a thousand people if you wanted to. Yeah. It would take a while, but, you know, it's fun. Well, and the convenient thing about us playing with quarters is, like, as we spend money during the week, I've got a separate little change thing in the in the closet where I can just drop quarters into it, and it adds up. You know, right. after a while, you're just like, oh yeah. oh yeah, I got some quarters saved up. You know, you just you know save your change and put it in there. You know, one of the things that I really like about that game is, um, especially if you're playing with kids and stuff, because it's like if you have a game where you lose and you're just out, and there's no chance that you can come back, you're just done, and then kids are getting on their phones or doing whatever. But that game's kind of fun because you're never really out. Right. Like, you, you can always get back in, and I kind of like that about it. Yeah, the last couple of times we've played with a group, the person who's been out has come back in and ended up winning. You're like, well, geez, you were out yeah. most of the game, and then you ended up coming back and winning it all. <laughs> That's right. I mean, in my experience in that game, the majority of time, the person who wins is someone who's already been out and comes yeah. back. Yeah, no um, kidding. You know? Yeah, so I like that. I think that's good for kids just from the standpoint of, you know, they they keep interested because, you know, someone else is rolling and they might not have anything, but they know they can always get some back and they're excited about it. They stay engaged. I think it's good. Yeah. Hey, um, today, earlier today, I um, I woke up early. I don't know if you're like me. You probably are like me. You wake up super early, your oh, wife's yeah. still sleeping, and you're like, all right, I got some free time. What am I going to do? <laughs> so... I got up this morning about five-ish and uh, went out to the garage and messed around with that, that bench a little bit. And then I came in the house, got some coffee, and I started watching something on Netflix. Um, there's a show that originally was on, um, I guess it was on the Nova channel. Mm-hmm. I guess that's a thing. It's called Black Hole Apocalypse. Apocalypse. It's a it's a two hour show. It's got Neil deGrasse Tyson in it. Of course, he's like the the top guy that's going to speak when it comes to astrophysics. But it talks about how they discovered black holes and how they measured it and all this other stuff. And <clears throat> during part of it, 
they talk about the fact that in 2015, they actually heard sound from, I'm sure you've seen it on the internet, of two black holes that intermingled with each other and became one. People have like oh. posted photos of two black holes in outer space that are so far away, it's ridiculous. And they heard sound come from it. Now, apparently, this isn't a sound like a sound wave or an atomic kind of sound or anything like that. This sound comes from gravity. Like, the the black holes emitted their own X-ray force so dominant in gravity that they emitted a sound wave through space. And from the time that they emitted it, we were not even... Um, we were still uh, messing around with dinosaurs. Like, people weren't even around yet. But it took so long from where it's at to get here that it took till 2015 for us to be able to hear the sound of the wave that hit. And they monitored it from two different places in the United States, from Washington and from Louisiana. And it exactly, you know, at a certain time, they hit just slightly off time of each other because of different placement or whatever. But they could hear this sound wave hit. And it made a distinguished, you know, whoop kind of sound. But it was like a, it was it was from gravitational, uh, I don't know what you call it, combustion, gravitational combustion. But it was just huh. fascinating to, to see. And like each one of the black holes, they give it like a measurement of how much larger it is than our own sun. Of course, you've seen on the internet how big Earth is versus the sun. But these black holes, one of them was 36 times the size of our sun, and the other one was 100 times the size of our sun. And these two black holes have these gravitational pulls, and they got near each other, and they started swirling around each other, and eventually they they smashed into each other and merged into one giant one. Wow. And I was like, holy crap. Of course... (laughs) (laughs) It's amazing that our... You know, you look at, at... at the fact that technology seems like it's taking off for us. Like, like if you were born today and you look at the technology you have, you go, wow, we got a lot of really cool stuff. We have Wi-Fi. We got, you know, we're able to stream movies and music from anywhere around the world onto our phones and our, our watches and tablets and all this other stuff. And it seems really fascinating. But then you look at our lifetime. Okay, we're 45-ish You'll be 45 soon. Yep. Happy birthday, by the way. Yeah, soon. Um, That's right. Thanks. You look at that and you go, God, when we were kids, we were watching black and white TVs with three channels. And you look at technology and how quickly it's grown from what it was to what it is now. And you go, okay, so we're relatively new to all this. Like, technology is pretty new. Especially when well, you consider... Oh, I'm, I don't mean to interrupt you, but just sort of interesting if you look up any data about sort of how long it takes the amount of information in the world to double. And so, you know, between the years 15 and 1600, it might not have even doubled once, right? And now it right. doubles like every half year or something silly. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, so something that really... I, I, well, okay, something I heard that was interesting was that there's a Scandinavian country, and I'm not sure which one that it is. I can have to go and look, but one of the Scandinavian countries where they have kind of instituted this thing where you can get a chip implanted in your arm that has all your data on it. Yes, yeah, we So it's all your credit. Yeah. 
Sweden, is that what it is? And that the yeah. waiting list yeah. is so long that they that they don't have enough <laughs> to, they, to do everyone who wants one. They've actually come out and said that by 2023, they're no longer going to have currency. Yes. And, you know, you think of stuff like that, like, what was it, uh, Elon Musk, it was basically when he the one who said we're like cyborgs now with our phones, but yeah. that that'll end up all being implanted. Mm-hmm. And you think... You think to yourself, if you're 45 years old, you think to yourself, well, geez, I'll, that'll be three generations from now. But then when you look at how quick everything advances and doubles, yeah. it's like, it could have happened in the next 20 years. I'm thinking <laughs> I'm thinking yeah. less than five years. <clears throat> you know, when podcasts started off, I listened to a lot of strange stuff. And, and I want to say five years ago, people really thought, well, nobody's listening to me. I can talk about whatever. Joe Rogan did an interview with a guy who was president of Google, and he said back then, he said, we have technology right now that you're not going to see for 10 years. And Joe's like, okay, so, you know, what what can we expect? And he says, well, you know how your phones got smaller and smaller, and then they got bigger and bigger? He said, right now we're working on technology where your phone is not a phone. Your phone is the size of a blood vessel, and it's injected into you. And you're not going to have to think about, I need to call Greg. You're just going to go, I want to talk to Greg. And all of a sudden, Greg's going to be in your ear. And you would be like, hey, Greg, what's up? You don't need a physical device in order to call Greg. Mm. It's just going to happen. Just like information yeah. that you want to Google, you're not going to have to type it in or think about it. You're just going to be like, I wonder how many cups of whatever I have to put into this recipe. You're going to, you're going to think about it and instantly have the information in your brain. Yeah, and the yeah, fact that he mentioned right. that that many years ago makes me wonder. Okay, what the crap are you guys working on now that 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 is that yeah. much <laughs> far in advance? You know, because Joe is like, okay, well let's let's take this to the extreme. You know, what's going to stop the government or somebody from having this stuff in you and being like, well, we need to get rid of Dave. Hit the little button and kill Dave. And he goes, yeah, yeah, I mean, you know, that's a possibility. He said, but the benefits is going to be in the fact that we're going to be able to inject these uh, nanobots into your body so that if you have like, let's say you have a, a liver failure and we can inject nanobots into your body. It's going to be able to fight this liver failure. You're going to want that technology so bad. You don't care about the implications. Mm. Basically, if you have lung cancer and you smoke, you can have these nanobots in your body that repair your lungs as you smoke so that you have no effects of smoking whatsoever. Well, and, and he's right about the fact that, um, like, they basically say that we've sort of done these things to ourselves because we want the technology that comes along with a cell phone, but the byproduct of that is that everyone knows where we are all the time, mm-hmm. right? I mean, we it's like the best tool the government's ever had to keep track of everyone, and we paid for it and keep it in our pocket every day all the time. Yeah, there's a special um, right now on Netflix called The Great Hack, where it talks about your information being more valuable than oil. Mm-hmm. And how they, some Cambridge group came up with a way to, to analyze your data. And during the last election, they were able to pinpoint every person on the planet and give 5,000 points of information about each person on the planet. Mm. Yeah. Which well, we, no, give, uh, we give away freely. I think um, I had to register for something, and I can't remember what it was, but it was something that they really were saying, we need to know this is your identity. So 
you had, and this is maybe a year ago, but you had to take a quiz, right? Yeah. And the quiz was basically like stuff that went back to when I was even a child. Like, like the quiz would be like, which one of these phone numbers has ever been associated with you? And it was like from when I was eight years old and then stuff about when I lived in Columbia, South Carolina and stuff about my electric bill from when I lived in Florence. I mean, it was like stuff from my whole entire life. Were you ordering? So sometimes were you ordering a sex that? robot? Say that again. I'm sorry. I said, were you ordering a sex robot? Yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, that's important. They're they trying to get some background that. information so they knew how to tool her just right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I, I got to be honest with you, that was technology that was worth the data. I'm just saying, <laughs> it was worth it. <laughs> no, but I just it was it was very astounding because. It's like, you know, they get all this data. And, you know, the really weird thing is, is it's all about marketing and money. Mm -hmm. I mean, they know everything because of debit cards and because of stuff, unless you pay cash for everything. I mean, they know everything you ever bought. Right. And then, you know, you get on the Internet. And, I mean, I just think it's really crazy that, like, if you and I sat next to each other and both pulled up Yahoo, like, our front page would be full of different stuff because it's tailored to you and your history and but not just your history. It's like you can look at something. I look at something online that I might want to buy and decide not to. And then the next time I open Yahoo, that item is one of the advertisements, right? And you're like, yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> and the fact that your phone is listening to you while you're having conversations. So you can be talking about, you know, yeah, I'd really like to find somewhere to eat Italian food. Hang on. Let me pull up Google Maps. And you hit Google Maps and it, you start typing in some random restaurant and it brings up Italian restaurants right away. And it's like, did you mean this one? And you're like, Son, yeah, that's oh, that was creepy. <laughs> or, yeah, or, yeah. Or like every time, like depending on the time of the day you get in your car, yeah, it knows every day you go to work or come home at that time. And it just pulls up this thing and tells you, Oh, we'll be home in 11 minutes. Yeah. You know, and I'm like, you know, cause it knows where you are and it knows where you're going. Well, it's pretty interesting. And I use the notes program in my phone to type in like a grocery list. So I'll start typing in something that I need for my groceries, and it automatically brings up the item before I – when I type the first letter, it's like, did you mean sugar-free creamer? I'm like, I just took, put an <laughs> yeah. S. How did you <laughs> – Yeah, no. It, it, I had it, one it, letter it, there, it, buddy. How did you get that, Pat Sajak? Holy crap. You it's know. crazy. Yeah. I, I mean, Alexa is uh, it's just getting out of control with all the stuff that she can do. I mean – I was, uh, we were poker night last night. I took the Bose speaker in there and we were listening to music and I pulled up the Amazon Alexa music app on my phone mm-hmm. and just learned last night that you can activate Alexa on your phone. And so we're listening to music and someone on the table is like, I want to hear this song. So I hit it and I'm like, Alexa, play this song. I mean, it was like the whole night was just selected songs that people wanted to hear, which I thought was pretty awesome. Right. Yeah. I mean, just the stuff you can do is crazy. Yeah. Yeah. And of course, you know, I followed, I followed your example and I bought some of those light bulbs that you control with the Alexa app Mm. and with the, Mm -hmm. with the uh, echo, you know, and and I'll, and I'll, you know, you know, turn on the lights and blah, blah, blah. So one of the things mine's doing lately is this retarded thing where I'm like, you know, turn on Josh's lamp. I have a lamp next to the couch, and I, I'll tell it, turn on Josh's lamp. And it's like, which one? There are multiple devices. And I'm like, no, there's not. There's one from the And I'll say it again, Josh's lamp, and it'll turn it on. I'm like, why are you acting stupid today? You know, it's it's uh, it's the first iteration of this technology being better 
but it's also like one of those things that listens to you all the time. So it's like, you know, aren't you tired of me listening to me listen to Netflix? Because that's kind of what I'm doing in the living room all day if I'm on if I'm sitting in the living room. <clears throat> well, it's interesting uh, how exact you have to be. Like, right. if there's, like, I think that if there's one thing that Lane has, which you know, Lane's my wife, of course, has an issue with Alexis because you got to be super exact when you ask her questions, and you have to like, even if she wants to turn on the light, but she puts an S on the end, and there's not yeah. supposed to be an S, it won't know what she's talking about. Right? Yeah, I mean, she's so, smart, but she's not Google yeah. smart. No, no, it's it's a learning curve for her too because she's you know nine years older than I am, so yeah, she's even further. And my family was always technologically on the cutting edge. Like my dad always had the newest technological stuff, so you know, and you know, she never was had that in her family. So you know, it's uh, it's yeah. a learning curve. Her. It frustrates her sometimes, but there's definitely some things that she thinks are valuable out of it so yeah. yeah now if i could just find an app to help my wife find her glasses when she puts them down somewhere because <laughs> apparently that's a new thing put a tile on them man well she's asked me more than once this weekend where are my glasses i keep sitting them down and i can't find them and i'm like oh geez let's go let's go find them today it was put a tile, put a tile on them you know today it was so fun <laughs> today it was where's my wallet and i'm like what do you mean where's your wallet she's like I had it, but I don't know where it's at now. And I was like, what? So we went in search of the wallet, and I was like, you've been in here paying bills. It's probably in the office. And she's like, no, I've looked all over. I walked in there and looked right away, and it was on the table. I was like, you mean the one on the table? She's like, how did I miss that? I'm like, oh, geez. <laughs> I said, you know, we're yeah. we're getting older, and we both forget things, and, and like we have to remind each other where things are. <laughs> it's like, I need a second set of eyes here because I just can't see it. I know it. I do the same thing. It's, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's bad, but that's about getting older. Of course, I was, I was talking to someone yet. Oh, go ahead. I was in the garage trying to trying to fathom up another. Uh, I just finished up that couch thing, and I'm building a love seat to kind of match the same dimensions. So I'm out there cutting wood, and I've got uh, I've got a tape measure. I got uh, the uh, carpenter's pencil. And I'm out there like measuring and, and, and getting it just right and whatever. And I keep sitting down either the, the pencil or the tape measure and I keep looking around going, where the hell did I sit that thing? I just had it in my hand and, and like it's it's like it grows legs and walks across the room and I'm like, Why the hell did I put it over there? <laughs> but Oh, I know. And and at the time you put it over there you'd convince yourself that when I need it, this is a good yeah. place for it to be. Yeah, this yeah, is where it, it should like, be. That yeah. was a terrible place for it to be, and I couldn't even remember I put it there. <laughs> no kidding. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so next, no. next time when you come to visit, I'm I'm going to have a couch and a love seat and hopefully a table built for the back porch. Um, I don't know if you saw the picture of the uh, the lights that I got hung up on the pergola. But I got all them hooked I did up. See that. I got the yeah, back I porch wired. I got everything set up to where it's like a remote control. You can flip the light on and everything comes on and is shiny and new. And you're like, ooh, ah. And uh, hopefully I can get a setup where I can put the TV on the back porch and we can watch like like college football or something on there. So. Yeah, it's uh, your your furniture that you're doing is really good. Like it's really beautiful. Yeah, and your catch back porch looking really nice. So I'm looking forward to seeing that. It's interesting because I listened to your podcast um, 
the last one, and you were talking about King Hefe, and I still haven't been to King Hefe, so next oh. time we come to town, I definitely want to go. Oh, we're going to remedy that. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, we've <laughs> talked about it. We've just never gone because we never stay in Florence, but we need to. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We can definitely remedy that. I mean, you know, we'll plan something around the holidays, maybe. Yeah, maybe yeah, get, we should. Maybe get you and I'll Lane both to come and up and visit. Yep, but we need to go to King Hefe. You've talked about it too long. Yeah, well, and I've yeah. kind of come, become buddies with uh, Kyle Hardy, and he's one of the co-owners, and they're opening up a new uh, pizza joint uh, near that Walmart across the street from uh, West Florence uh, uh, called Pizza Mio, and it's supposed to be a it's going to be a really cool restaurant. I mean, it's it's sort of based on the model of Blaze Pizza and Mod Pizza, which are nationwide pizza joints. But basically, you pay one price for the size of your pizza, and just whatever toppings you want is just whatever you just throw them on there. You just pay for the size of pizza you want. Yeah. And they have like a like a stone cooker with a with a circular plate that spins around. It's like nine hundred degrees. They put it in there. It takes like four minutes to cook. And I mean it's it's gonna be fantastic. I mean, I've been because of where I work, we work a lot of mod pizzas and I'm always like, you know, all right, you guys are in Myrtle Beach and and Columbia and all this other stuff and why aren't you building in Florence? Like you know, we could use one of your places. And it just so happens that, you know, these guys are, you know, doing a great job here in Florence. And they talked about, oh, yeah, we're going to open a pizza place near your house. I'm like, <laughs> okay. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, it's going to be right. it's gonna be like, you know, three miles away or four miles away. I'm like, right on. That's what I'm talking about. So, yeah, should be good stuff. Wow, that's great. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I, um... um. I got on uh, Twitter this morning just to see what's going on in the news. And, of course, there's another mass shooting. And oh, yeah. I'm just <clears throat> I'm so aggravated by the fact that they always the media always wants to talk about, and here's the person who did it. And I'm like, why, why are we continuing to make celebrities out of these people? I mean, seriously. But then, you know, I'm like, all right, let's scroll off of that. Let's see what's going on. And Line & Kugel puts out a thing. I follow uh, Jacob Line & Kugel. Um, or Dick Line and Google, both of them, whatever. And um, they posted something about, all right, we just bottled our last bottle of uh, summer shandy for the season, so uh, go out and get yours today. Of course, I've been at the store several times, and they're out in the shelves, and I can't find any. So I sent them a note, and I said, hey, by the way, if you could contact the local Florence rep and, and tell them to please fill the shelves instead of giving 20 linear feet to their name brand, uh, maybe they could give more than one space for your brand. That'd be great because every time I go to buy, it's out. So mm-hmm. yesterday, <clears throat> the wife and I started uh, making the chicken wing recipe that Josh Treadaway came up with. And I told oh, her, yeah. I said, you know, I could use a beer. And she goes, well, why don't you go to Food Line and see if they have any of your beer? And I was like, you know what? We tried Walmart. Let me go to Food Line. So I went there and I bought whatever they had because they only had a few left. And I was like, well, there we go. I'm going to get some. So... I tried Treadaway's uh, chicken wing recipe, and it turned out fan freaking tastic. Yeah, those are actually like so amazing. Like yeah. these are so wonderful. Yeah. Like everyone should try them out for sure. Well, and the additive of having the pellet grill just gives it a little more of that smoky flavor in the wings. Oh yeah! <sighs> Holy cow, they were good. Yeah, and pellet grills. They just uh, are so good for checking too. They just keep everything so moist. Yep. Um, it's uh, and he had the for, for 
And he had the bright idea of, you know, putting them in the fridge with some salt to dry out first, which is really smart because that, that does make them more crispy. It does make them crispy. You're absolutely right. It's kind of the secret to crispy wings on the grill. It's just, and it sort of works without salt too. Yeah. And you just turn them out on the tray and put them, leave them in the fridge for about 24 hours. They'll dry out and then they'll be crispier. Yeah. Um, so, and just that's just for people who might not want to eat a lot of salt or can't eat a lot of salt. It still works. But you sure get some crispy and means that way. Yeah. 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 For sure. Well, hey, man, we've done about 40 minutes. If you want to wrap this up, we can uh, we can catalog it and get this thing uh, working. And hopefully this all sure, comes across. And, uh, yeah, and I'd like to say thanks. I always uh, enjoy being part of the podcast. It's always fun. Thanks yeah. for having me, and you're always a good listener. I'm glad you could do it. I'm glad. Uh, I'm glad I could figure out the stupid technology to make this thing happen. <laughs> well, you're good at it. You've done a lot of work, so so uh, you've really done well with your podcast. And the thing is, and I know you've told me this before, but it's just about staying true to it and, and putting out content. And you're very consistent on that. Yeah. And so you know, and that's uh, that's good. You did it. You've done a good job for sure. Well, thank you. Yep. All it takes is effort, man. There's plenty of people out there that talk about doing something, but not a lot of them follow through. So, No, no, I, I agree with you. It's like anyone who's ever su- succeeded at anything was just because one day they woke up and decided to start doing it. It's almost like the beginning of anything is the hard part, yep. getting getting over that initial hump. But, yeah, the difference between that of, of getting something accomplished and not is simply a decision one day to start. <laughs> Who would have thought that all this started with visiting your mom and seeing some wood stacked up in a corner? I'll tell you what. Yeah, you really uh, take into that. Yeah. And uh, you made some really nice pieces. It's very beautiful. I had a hard time putting it into words, but just seeing those cedar slabs stacked up there, fireworks went off in my brain. And I was like, I, I tried to tell your mom, I was like, I, I can't really explain this, but I got to. I got to buy a piece from you or, or get a piece from you or something. I, got, I need to do this. And she was like, what? <laughs> Oh, yeah. And And my mom, you know, she really, uh, like, enjoys that you're enjoying that so much. I mean, she's certainly happy to share with you, you know. uh, She loves that that you're enjoying that so much. Yeah, I sent her and Frank a picture of the couch today. And uh, I hadn't heard back from them, but I'm I'm sure they've been busy. Of course, they're busy every day. But, yeah, yeah, I wanted to show them the progress and, and what's going on there. So. Well, I guess one thing, too, before we wrap up, because I guess we can, yeah. is uh, coming up pretty quickly here, um, all of our birthdays again, right? We know that. Well, you guys' birthday. But, uh, Mine's in May. Yeah. I'm, yeah. The, I'm the one outlier. You are. Yeah. yeah. We get the king in here. We get uh, West for sure. Tread away. Um, tread away. Yeah. But it's not too long until West and I are getting together. Yeah. Um, he wasn't able to come to our trip that we had with everybody to the yeah. lake, which sure was nice. But yeah, I, ca- I called him together. I called him shortly afterwards uh, when we got back, and I was like, "Yeah, I hate that I missed you." And he's like, "Yeah, it's fine." He said, "I'm glad you guys had fun." And you know, I guess this was. Uh, well, we're gonna we're gonna get um, he and I are gonna hang out from like the seventeenth. We were about the 23rd of August yeah. in Atlanta, so that should be a pretty good time. Yeah. And uh, we've got a lot going on that week. We're doing concert. 
I was live in Bush and Our Lady Peace and going to the Braves game and the Atlanta Falcons preseason game. So I think we'll have a pretty good time. Yeah, should be cool. Yeah, so we'll maybe do another podcast after that's so over. We can talk about maybe some of the idiocy because I'm sure it will be present. Well, and I know you're not a you're not a social media guy, but I'm sure uh, Wes will take lots of photos and publish something. So I'll get yeah, to probably, probably I'll get at least so. see some of that. And maybe I can do better. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> maybe not, but maybe. Yeah, we'll just go with no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I think that's like, if you look historically, that's the smarter choice. <laughs> right. Yeah. If I were yeah. a betting man, I would say no. Yeah. So. Right. But, you know. All right. So I, I'll tell you that that's the right right way to go, but who knows? Maybe. Yep. All right. Well, I'm going to I'm going to hit the little button on this camera and turn this off and uh, we'll wrap this up for now. And uh, you and I can keep talking afterwards, but whatever. Um, this is the part where I tell everybody, if you enjoy the podcast, please remember to rate, review, subscribe and share with your friends. And do you want to say cue the cow? Yeah, man. I actually was just about to say that. Isn't there something with a cow? Cue the cow. There you go.